Hello, everyone, and welcome to the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. I am Murray, and this week I am an officer of Kilm. I am kicking it late night today. Nice. <laughs> Very well. Yes. Yes. Normally, I do all my firings at home with my own kiln, mm-hmm. but um, my kiln is is it's sick. My kiln is sick. <laughs> oh, I know poor it's poor. It's I, and I don't I don't even understand the electricity behind it. Like I went up to the lake last week and the mm-hmm. kiln uh, I had the kiln set to finish like a little bisque firing and it was done. So really all it needed to do is just cool down. So I went up to the lake and I came back from the lake a week later and went to unload the kiln and it was still at a thousand degrees, which is not where it should have been after a week of cooling down. It should have been at like (laughs) room temperature. So I flipped the kiln off and it's still running, which is, Uh I know, I don't understand it. I don't understand like it wouldn't shut off until I turned off the breaker panel and then it finally shut off. But as soon as I turned the breaker panel on, even if the kiln is switched off, the electricity is still running through it. So it, it needs a doctor. It needs a kiln doctor. You don't really see behavior <laughs> like that in a major appliance. No. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to the electricity bill when it comes in. Cause it's, oh God. It, it was like a week of, kiln firing it anyway anyway yeah yeah they draw they draw (laughs) yes so it's gonna be brutal anyway so i had to get a firing in so i'm at the workshop tonight and normally i would i mean if i were firing at home i would just turn the kiln on and go to bed but here i have to kind of wait until the kiln is done so it's gonna Mm. be a late night while i'm sitting here so thankfully i can podcast and that'll that'll, uh, fill an hour or two there you go (laughs) Outstanding. Totally, totally, totally. So that is me. Awesome, folks. I'm Paul French, and uh, today I am uh, the uh, chief executive officer of Fragon. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I I decided, you know, hey, let's uh, maybe uh, maybe try a little bit of running. It's not for me. because oh, um, no. because I I was feeling <laughs> feeling relatively assured getting going, if not going far. <laughs> and um and so yeah it is uh it is you know good still not for me um but uh but you know i just thought ah, let's try something different and uh you know when it is nice to get outside it's nice to get outside and um you know it gets me away from the uh the quote-unquote classroom and uh, <laughs> and so i i just tell jan as i leave uh, i'll be back i promise <laughs> and she always looks at me and says, "Why would you say that?" <laughs> oh boy, I tried running, yeah, for a summer, and it did not take. It yeah, is not it, for me. It does not agree with me. I, um, <clears throat> yeah, I. Uh, every now and then, I try it. It's like you know, I'm a lot lighter than I was a couple of years ago. So it, it it's like maybe that was the thing that was uh, holding me back from it. Turns out, nope. 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 That wasn't yeah. holding me back at all. <laughs> yeah. I, don't I think just make humans... sure people like me. <laughs> so therefore, no one has to chase me. So I don't have to That's run. That's right. Well, I, this Problem is a good solved. point. This is a very good point. It's it's kind of like skydiving where it's like, 
you're jumping out of a perfectly good airplane. Um, you know, why, why, why am I going to run if no one's uh, if no one's chasing me? Exactly. Why am I jumping out of the plane? There's no air, you know, there's no service <laughs> on, on the way down. I don't get all bottles. It's true. They uh, they the, the cart does not come down next to you. This <laughs> one unless not. you grab it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one last drink before I go. I'm not saying it's impossible, <laughs> but. <laughs> but it's kind of frowned upon, I think. Not against rules, no. just frowned upon. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. And speaking of frowned upon, I'm Al Sedano, <laughs> and this week I was a victim <laughs> of the group known as Side Effects. Sudden oh internal disruption explaining extended full-figure easygoing comfort this Saturday. Because on Friday, my wife and I went and got our second COVID shots. Ah, yes. Nice. Unlike the first ones, which just made my arm sore a little bit, and that's it. On Saturday, I woke up, and apparently someone decided to beat the hell out of me the night before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I got up, and I had to sit. I had to take a break that morning because I got dressed, and that exhausted me. <laughs> oh, no. So I ended up at work. I was like halfway. I'm like, I'm taking a half day or less. I'm going home. Yeah. Like, All right. And so I went home and basically poof, on the couch. I had a bit of a fever. Nothing too high. I went to like 100. Yeah. So aches, pains, slight fever, fatigue. By Sunday morning, I was fine. Nice. But well, Saturday but, was like, ugh. But it's done now. That's that's the thing. Well, I mean, yeah. done-ish, right? Yes. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Like, I when I got the first one, it was um, I, like we had one day. Like the the next day, uh, I was just exhausted and uh, and a little bit achy. But like Jan had the fever the whole bit, and uh, so yeah, the second that should be fun. Oh yeah, oh. but it's over, and I mean exactly. I just got to lay on the couch and be lazy. We just put on the good place and basically binge through like season two and three of that. <laughs> oh, see that—that right. that sounds like a win. Absolutely. Yeah, so I was fine with that. I'm like, all right, this is—I'm yeah. good with this. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you know who else is not feeling very well? Lobo, because when we last left him, he had been chopped in half. Or That's lost true. his head or something. I don't know. I think both. Something <laughs> happened. Chopped in half and lost his head. It was terrible. It was terrible. Issue two, however, was fun. Mm. <laughs> and we are going to go through it tonight. Woohoo! Uh... Mm. I don't remember who's going through it. I, but... I believe it is, it is I. Yeah, All I right. All right. So Lobo's back. Issue two. Unfortunately, we don't get the same fun and games and uh, 2,000 <laughs> extra covers, but it is suggested for mature grown-ups, so I'm I guess out. I'm out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we see uh, Lobo from behind, and, uh, well, he looks a little different. Yeah. Um, the one arm looks the same, you know, it, in all its uh, veiny, bizly go- uh, goodness, um, but the rest of them seem uh, decidedly feminine, and... Um, you know, this might be the, uh, you know, the, uh, hey, looking good, and then turns around and, whoa. Um, <laughs> I, I, yeah, so um, um, so we just see, of course, again, Lobo's back. And uh, saying, uh, keep your hands where I can see them, you bastages. And, um, and of course, the cover is uh, a painted cover by Simon Bisley. 
um, as they are. Um, and so part two, heaven is a four letter word. Uh, it is brought to us by Keith Giffen, Plot and Breakdowns, Alan Grant Dialogue, Simon Bisley Artist, Lovern Kinzerski Colorist, Todd Klein Letterer, and as I mentioned, cover art by, uh, by Bisley. Um, and so we start off in a big phallic-looking tower. <laughs> yes. Looks like the one from the Little Mermaid cover. It kind of does, yeah. Uh, welcome to the afterlife. The red zone is for loading and unloading only. Do not loiter in the red zone. And then over another um, loudspeaker, it says, Repentant sinners, join line X. Please have your penance clearance papers ready. And we see down the bottom, looks like a naked Lobo um, uh, behind the lineup of other people who are all lining up to get into said phallic building. Yeah, there's going to be lots of naked Lobo in this issue. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. What in the name of Fetal's Giz is going on here? Like, what's with all this skin? Um, yo, dweeb, where the frag am I? He says to one of the naked dudes nearby. Uh, I don't know. You're dead. We all are. What did you just say? Look around. This is the afterlife. We're all online for evaluation and processing. Honest <laughs> engine. We're all dead. Arg. And uh, he ends up with Lobo's uh, fist around his throat. Dead. That low-down bastard Lou must have killed me. Damn, this will never do. <laughs> no one uh, wastes the main man and lives to brag about it. Especially not some geek like Lou. His skills all in his bag with his fragging brother. And it says here, wait from this point, 41 years. Patience is a virtue. <laughs> Feel like I'm back at Universal. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one side, you feed butt lamos. Got to see a man about a grievous error. And, um, yeah, you know, it's, it's not generally nice for all the people around him. Uh, oh, mercy me. <laughs> <laughs> and he's pushing his way through, and we see, yikes, ow, eek, oof. Well, excuse me, young man, ow. Uh, sir, disturbance on the evaluation line? Yes, yes, I know. I wish I could say I wasn't expecting this, but I saw the fight. <sighs> Intercept him, bring him straight up. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Mavis, get me the H place, would you? <laughs> Lobo. Heck. As if I don't have enough trouble. The demon Etrigan's online, sir. Etrigan, <laughs> you old son of a gun. How's your dad? <laughs> don't give me that how's your dad crap. You know it's only insincere pap. The reason for your call, I know. You wish to dispose of one dead Lobo. <laughs> And we see he's um, basically knocked people through the walls, ceilings, etc. And uh, it says, uh, sees a sign, please wait for your number to be called. And we get a couple of guards coming up. Mr. Lobo, would you accompany us, please? Hey, the main man don't accompany nobody, Clyde. Unless they got hooters or access to booze. Out of the way, jerk-offs. I got me one bitch of a complaint to make. You deaf, Clyde? Move it or lose it. Threats don't Cut it here, Lobo. You can't kill those who are already dead. Is that a fact now? And he basically tears the guy's uh, head off at the jaw. Pamush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, scratch my butt. That was my best sucker waster, and the sucker ain't wasted. Uh, please, sir, Mr. Lobo, I'll take you to see a, sup a supervisor. So why didn't you say, Weasel? Meet on. 
Um, and then uh, we seem to have a slight problem here. Your file clearly indicates an extremely lengthy term in the blackest pits of hell. But I'm afraid they don't want you. In fact, they flatly refuse to take custody. <laughs> <laughs> Reputation love precedes it when, me, uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You gotta love it when uh, when even the bad place won't take you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And no, thank uh, you. We're good. In, exactly. Uh, so send me back to Dooley 7. I got unfinished business. And I can only assume, of course, that Dooley 7 is named for uh, Kevin Dooley, who was one of the DC editors at the time, I believe. I think so, yeah. I think Something he was like the Just League editor. Yes, that's right. That's right. So it um, makes sense that Giffen would name something after him. Absolutely. Uh, no, I'm afraid reincarnation is completely out of the question. After the flood, man management <laughs> did promise no further blights. <laughs> Yo, pencil neck, in case you noticed, I wasn't asking. I was telling you. Uh, quite. Uh, however, your fate has already been decided. And we see a sort of cherubic dude with, uh, with a strategically placed leaf and wings. Mm -hmm. Um, um. Aha, here's your spirit guide now. Nice leaf, fruit ball. Hmm, never figured I'd wind up in heaven, badass dude like me. It happens sometimes. The infinite mercy clause is only used in extreme cases. Am I going to have to wear them girly robes? I'm uh, afraid so. Um, pardon me asking, but... Bit of a hit with the ladies, were you? As he <laughs> takes a look. <laughs> Ain't had no complaints, bird boy. Think that gag will get by without being censored? Hard to say. We've not had an editor up here yet. Or a publisher, for that matter. <laughs> but um, bump. Yeah, we see they're following the line from heaven away from marketing. Um, <laughs> the opposite of heaven. Exactly. This way, mind the cute little critters now. Whoa, pukesville. We see a bunch of, like, you know, fluffy animals and... Bunnies and teddy bears, smiling dogs, yeah. and uh, yeah. Um, oh, Pukesville, is this some kind of sick gag? Far from it. I, we believe it sets the anticipatory mood, gets newcomers off to a lovely start. And a little bird comes up and onto his shoulder and sings, Ooh, What a beautiful morning! Trolley, trolla. What kind of deviation is that? <laughs> and he bites its head off, trechomp. Real, real cute. Poor little Tweety. Yeah, he spits his uh, head out. Sheesh, sickeningly sweet. <laughs> and the elevator stops, and uh, here we are, and may I be the first to welcome you to your new home. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, someone singing uh, Love is All You Need, um, <laughs> and um, it looks like a scene out of... Uh, out of um, uh, yellow submarine and we yeah. see a uh, big dude with a beard and everyone's glory 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 and he says and a big hallelujah to you bro and someone's <laughs> saying thou shalt not read comics fetal <laughs> giz on toast what kind of maniac celestial crap have i stumbled into here <laughs> and we see um signs one pointing to gay one pointing to straight one pointing to party animals one to farm animals, one to Simon Bisley. Um, <laughs> another, then we go, we go back to the, uh, the other guy, and he's got a couple of bandages on his head here. He says, another new religion? 
What's wrong with people these days? Why do they always have to be chasing something new? What's wrong with the old ways? Excuse me, sir, but the agent Angel DeFeel is back. Send him in, Mavis. Well, that didn't take long. Maybe I was wrong about him. Remember when Attila the Hun said he'd repented, sir, and we let him in for a trial period? This is much, much worse. And we see he's got no <laughs> feathers left on his wings. Uh, fortunately, he still has his, uh, his fig leaf. Um, <laughs> and we see the main man himself, where he's created a huge amplifier, and he's plugged a harp into it, and he's uh, using a... Um, a and he's saying jesus jesus bobezus banana fan of fozizus me my momizus oh that's not gonna go over well no it's like <laughs> hey you heavenly host groove it and move it you slam danced on my foot creep wrap that around your halo pal oh the angels are fighting yo for the holy moly main man <laughs> I knew you would be a problem, but not even in my wildest dreams. Angels, half the heavenly host slam dancing, fighting like common mortals. I'm surprised you didn't sell them drugs first. <laughs> Easily fixed, my man. Send me back to Dooley 7. I told you that is entirely out of the question. Then quit beefing, man. You're making your own hassle. Oh, am I? Well, we'll just see about that. He pressed his little button on his desk. And um, and then we see um, him uh, walking to the gates of hell with Etrigan. Looks like you got me anyways, big ears. Ha ha, freaking ha. The decision to take you was not up to me, but now you must suffer. As soon you will see, says Etrigan. Oh, um, Bisley does a great Etrigan. He really does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, creepy as heck. And this is your far-famed hell, huh? Gotta say, I've seen shabbier. You're on, you're on probation. Bear that in mind. Do as you're told, and you'll get on just fine. Uh, sure, my armpit sucks eggs, and he kicks him in the back. Doof. <laughs> Mortal clown, big-eared Bassage. Fleshy fool, yellow-belly geek. Ah, oh. <laughs> Lack of sanitary facilities. Those caught not using their bowel bags will be liable to time in purgatory. <laughs> I'm taking an early lunch, Mavis. I'm beating, meeting with the bigwigs later. If my wife calls, tell her, not so fast, you traitorous dog. There are words that must be said, huh? Like, when are you taking Lobo back, or do we move in here instead? And we see uh, Etrigan there with an executioner next to him and a uh, couple of little Yoda-looking demons. and <laughs> bunch of Batman-looking demons. Yeah, I was just going to say, and, uh, and this causes the guy to uh, clearly poop his pants. <laughs> Churn, gloop, guzzle is the sound we get. Yeah. In case you were curious. Curious what that might sound like. Yeah, and now uh, Lobo is wearing the fig leaf, and um, man, sitting in a way he just should not be sitting. Um, not with the fig leaf, man. No. Enjoying yourself, but the H place isn't there to be enjoyed. You're supposed to suffer. You can't stay there if you're having a good time. It's against the rules. Susumi, butt brain. Oh, mercy, a headache. A thousand years dead and I have a headache. Why me? That's all I want to know. Why me? 
Hey, fart face, maybe I can make a suggestion. <laughs> About time that dweeb saw the light. Look out, Lou, I'm coming right back for you. Going to spread your entrails over several galaxies. Yuck, yuck, yuck. And he's going back. He's going into the reincarnation unit. Uh, this way, please, sir. Nah, ha, catch you knuckleheads next time around, I don't think. You know, I find it very hard to believe, says one of the goose-stepping soldiers. Um, <laughs> the supervisor actually approved this. I guess he knows what he's doing, if anybody does. Yes, sir, I did sign off on it. Yes, I'm very well aware of his preferences in, this, in these matters, but it's all right. Trust me, I have the situation well in hand. Hmm. Um... Lobo failed to specify. That's right. He neglected to exercise that option. No, I don't believe it ever came up. But then ignorance is no excuse, is it? Indeed, I believe he's in for a shock. Quite a violent little shock. Honest, sir. I think you'll like it. Um, and uh, we see uh, Lobo. Uh, remember, yeah, Phoebe's full grown. None of that I don't mind in an infant body crap. And no fragging animals, right? All systems check. He's sort of handcuffed in this big thing. Um, we have a green light. And uh, so there is... Uh, sorry, we need to see. Uh, Freeze, Man, and I and Joe. <laughs> um, on my mark, boys. This is uh, the... Oh, he's uh, His rank is overpaid twit. Yes. Um, and three, two, one. Beep, beep, go, and zoff. London, England, 1940. Hitler's blitz on the capital of this plucky little nation is at its awful height. Oh, my God. So there, there we see people in the uh, maternity, maternity ward. ward. Yeah. Oh, my God. It can't be. It's not possible. Own up. Who put the ether in my bovril? Which, uh, which Dan describes as <laughs> disgusting British beef tea. Um Oh God, He's oh not God. wrong. No, uh, it's real. Gangway, it's the Antichrist. All Earth is in peril. Flee for your lives. Uh, what's the matter with them thieves? You think they'd never seen a seen a uh, 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 fetal's giz? And uh, like on the cover, we've got uh, um, Lobo as a, as a woman, but one of his arms is is regular un- Lobo. Yeah, is unchanged. <laughs> A woman, a female, a she, a broad. Those low-life backstabbing heavenly sons of bitches. I'm a fragging broad. Fetal skids. Can't believe it. Nobody could do this to me. They'll pay. Oh, yeah, they'll pay. Sure, through their goody-goody fragging noses. (coughs) He looks at a calendar. 1940. Even in my own fragging time. That does it. This means war. They'll learn. Nobody jerks around with the main man. All they got to do is get this body wasted and wham, I'm back on the heavenly planes. And we see a couple of, uh, you know, toughs in the, uh, in, in the, in the uh, alleyway. Hey, if it ain't, if it isn't Dame Vera Lynn, ha ha, what's the hurry, gorgeous? The hell? Me and the chaps were just wondering out a while away the time between bomb attacks like. Yeah, why don't you? Yeah, why don't you go eat dog crap? Ooh, saucy. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Teddy. She looks sort of uh, not all right. N- know what I mean? Don't be stupid, Chalky. She's just a bit with a big arm. 
Yeah, that's right. You bozoids want a party? Snap, crackle, pop. And he picks one of them up and tears them in half. <laughs> Squirch. There'll be bluebirds over White Cliffs of Dover. That's that, Teddy. You have time to cut, uh, change into your your uh, dirt, your dancing shoes. Never mind. I'll show you how to boogie. Oh, blimey. Strike a light. That ain't cricket. <laughs> Stick around, you cheeky blighters. You're next. Um, and we see uh, their heads all on a big spike. Uh, well, thanks for the momentary diversion, you sexist creeps, but I got bigger fish to fry. Pity I can't stick around too long. This looks to be a real fun town. But business for pleasure, as the actress said to the bishop. <laughs> uh, these heels are killing me. And uh, there we go. And that is it. That is issue two. <laughs> it is... Uh, that, it is that the was, uh, that was fairly brisk, wasn't it? Yeah, it yeah. was a brisk one. You know, you're you're just you know you're getting into heaven. You're going to visit the bad place, and yeah. you know, boom, boom, boom. Now, is it just me or did that uh, bureaucrat from heaven? Did he look like he's supposed to be somebody? Like, or based on somebody? I I don't know. Like, I felt like he was supposed to be something, you know, something like my brain went to Dan Quayle. I don't know if that actually looks like Dan Quayle, but that's where my brain went. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Entirely possible. It's yeah, that it is. Um, it is like a. It, it feels like a caricature face as opposed to, you know, like when someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, yeah, because there's there's often things where someone is being referenced and you can tell right away. That they are they are actually someone. Yeah, I mean it's not as obvious as you know Samuel you know Nick Fury Samuel Jackson. Yeah. From the <laughs> Ultimates, but or you know any porn star from a Greg Land drawn comic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I mean I recognize those. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But I mean it does look like yeah that's the way to put it. It looks like a caricature of a person of somebody. Yeah, yeah, it's, um, you know, and I mean, or maybe it's just meant to be sort of a generic, um, maybe, uh, you know, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, some sort of, uh, purgatory, um, um, bureaucrat as, as they, as they would, as they would. But, uh, yeah, you know, again, it's, um, you know, I, I quite enjoy uh, Bisley's art on this. It, it's, um, you know, feels like there's there's much, you know, there's there's a lot more clarity to it, I find, even though it's, I mean, it's still very busy. I mean, that's his thing. Um, oh, yeah. But, but, it, but I just feel like there's a bit, a bit more clarity here. And I kind of like the way he's adjusted his character model. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's throwing in some weird little things in the back, too. Like, when Lobo gets off the elevator on page 8. Yeah. So the animals were inside the elevator. But there's an angry-looking rabbit on the outside already. (laughs) And now if you jump ahead to, where is it? Page 12, when he's being yelled at for, you know, doing the making a mosh pit. There's, like, another angry-looking rabbit just hanging out behind Lobo. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He just throws these little random things for the hell of it. I love it. 
Yeah, it's like I was saying that. Loss. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and uh, and I think part of it is it's um, you know, again, some of it reminds me of the little uh, sort of doodles that Sergio would do in yeah, um, yeah, 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 in Gru, and uh, where it was yeah. like, wait, wait, what? What's that? <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, like you're gonna have to like people. You have to look for this just to look for like the the big splash page scenes, especially the slam dancing and the angels. Oh yeah. You know, or the page of just the angels. It's just like all the little bits. Like, is that Daffy Duck in the back on the bottom corner? <laughs> oh, I saw that. I don't know. I thought it was maybe just or a duck in a mask. Duck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where was that? <laughs> uh, page nine. When he first gets to the the heaven, sees the heavenly host. You know, with the big hallelujah to you, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, right. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, it is a... uh... Yeah, some of the pages he just goes hog wild on, like... Yeah. Perez level detail, but in a very different, different way. (laughs) Very much, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of it. There's a lot to unpack, you know, like the, um, you know, the jackbooted uh, heaven soldiers, um, <laughs> the finger pointing down, at, you know, the, the the great big sort of divine finger paint pointing down at the bureaucrat. Um, and oh, yeah. and again, like the the three guys who run the reincarnation machine. Again, those faces are are very deliberately detailed. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, speaking of the jackbooted thugs, I'm wondering if maybe that's what he's going with with the heaven people. Because if you see the people we see without helmets on, for the most part, that work there, yeah. we got like yeah. Mavis and the angel, one angel, and um, the guy, the 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 guy I thought was a character or somebody, all yeah. blonde hair, blue eyed. Yes, <laughs> very much so. Absolutely. <laughs> Heaven as 1940s era Germany. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. What's he trying (laughs) to say, right? It's, um, you know, and um, and again, like, I, I, you know, I know that, uh, you know, the general layouts are done by by Giffen, but I I wonder how much of that detail was in there and how much of that is is Bisley. because yeah, it could be it, either. <laughs> for sure. It could be just that um, that Giffen is sketching out, like, shapes of panels and just, jet, like, do you know what I mean? Like, he... He, he was, a, yeah, because he would do, like, thumbnails, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, I mean, he was actually working on drawing boards for things like 52 and that sort of thing. But, yeah. you know, at this stage, he would often... Um, I, I remember reading an interview at one point where... They said that he would often uh, go in there with like lined paper, like a legal pad, and he would get, lay out a page on that and say, "All right, yeah. here we go." And um, and so then it would go to the um, to the artist to uh, to to draw it. But there would you know be a bit of uh, of, of you know a, a sort of a bit of uh, the dialogue already done there, and it was yeah a really sort of a very interesting sort of uh, catch as catch can process. Yeah, well, and it's a cool way to to be part of the creative process when you are a writer artist right because you yeah. can you 
you can tell, like, you know how you want the story. You know the story you want to tell, and you know a good way to lay it out. So to lay it out, boom, 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 real quick, and then let the artist take it or or not, and then play but around. They know what you it. want. Yeah, 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 yeah. It like it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a. As an artist, I would think it's nice to have that starting point and being able to jump off of that spot if you want to. And yeah. Giffen's probably pro enough at this point. I mean, he's work. I mean, think about who's working with. I mean, he's working with Simon Bisley here. He's yeah. working with yeah. like on just like what McGuire, Templeton, Adam Hughes. Yeah, I don't think he really is worried too much about doing every bit of detail. It's like they can do it. Absolutely. I'm not worried about these guys. I'm just gonna give them the basic of what I want. Yeah, yeah, I mean, for sure. you know, and Bisley comes from uh, you know 2000 AD, where they that that's a lot of that's the style uh, for a lot of those guys. You know, that that style of keeping things busy and always having sort of little extra bits in the in the panels, and um, you know, he said that that um, he did have a short one year uh, tenure at an art college. And he said that he found it very difficult to get any kind of feedback from the art teachers. He says they they weren't interested at all in what I was doing. So I became kind of very introverted with regard to my artwork. And yeah, I was just all self-taught. And um, he did a lot of magazine and album covers. You know, and you see that with a lot of the... Uh, oh, the yeah, paint, the, the splash pages and stuff. Yeah. And, and, and the painted work as well. Yeah. And... Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, his first work was a T-shirt design for heavy metal magazine Kerrang. And um, and eventually, even though he had no experience in comic strip drawing at the time, uh, 2008 AD hired him after they saw his interpretations of their magazine characters. And um, so while he was still a student, he did a painting of a robot holding a baby that he sent to the offices of 2000 AD. And uh, Pat Mills saw it, and it inspired him to relaunch the ABC Warriors strip with uh, Bisley's artist in 1987. So he started oh, wow. working on that, and then moved on to Slane and uh, Judge Dredd. Um, in ye- in years since, he's been a regular contributor in uh, comics magazine Heavy Metal, and has done design work uh, for several music videos. And they 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 talk about his um, his influences and and like as I read these it, it, in almost every case you're going to be like yeah I see that <laughs> you know it's <laughs> Frank Frazetta Gustav Klimt Salvador Dali Richard Corbin Bill Sienkiewicz and Egon Schiele um, yeah, yeah, you know yeah. s- certainly I you know like the the Sienkiewicz thing for sure. And uh, and yeah, you know, all of the above, really, you know, there's that sort of surrealistic aspect of it that, that uh, you know, belies the uh, the uh, Dolly uh, influence and and uh, all that sort of thing. So his work, um, there was a Doctor Who episode in 2006 and there was a beast in it that uh, was based on on uh, was influenced by one of his designs in the episode, The Satan Pit. And of oh, course. Yeah. In, yeah, and uh, and uh, Simon Pegg's character on the uh, on the British TV show Spaced um, is is named Tim Bisley. Oh, so, cool! So there you go. Um, interest a couple of interesting things in the uh, in his bibliography um, are some uh, Hellblazer issues. 
um, in sort of the uh, mid to late uh, 200s of that series, um, which I would like to check out because uh, part of it he did along with uh, um, in like 2009 or 2011 uh, with uh, uh, Giuseppe Comancoli, and I really like his art too. So oh yeah, I'd love yeah, to yeah. check that out. Um, oh, sure, after I stop reading the book, damn it. Right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and uh, and he did. Um, uh, an issue of Global Frequency with Warren Ellis. Um, yep. And of course, as we all may remember, uh, the Batman Judge Dread Judgment on Gotham, uh, which was done with uh, John Wagner and Alan Grant. And we spoke about the two of them uh, a few weeks back. You know, seeing how he's drawing heaven just makes me think the person he should work with at least once, because I have a feeling they would get along great in regards to this, and they would do something really hilarious about it. Starlin. Yeah. Considering oh, his things yeah, on religion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, all you have to do is read Dreadstar Warlock, and you're like, oh, yeah, that's his thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> they would get along great. They would, they would grab fun doing a serious issue like about that somehow. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's, there's a, yeah, I would love to see it with a lot of those guys. And, you know, and um, I, I got to check out this thing with Alice. And certainly, uh, you know, he and Alan Moore would probably have some interesting things to uh, put together. And um, Neil Gaiman as well. You know, again, looking at, uh, you know, views of the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking up Simon Bisley art on, on Google real quick. And there's some just a bunch of images. And one of them is really cool. It's, it just says uh, Marvel Monsters. So you got like Man Thing and Dracula, you know, a bunch of the Marvel monsters, and I think that's yeah. a werewolf and Pinhead, because oh, I guess at the time that's when they were publishing the what was it Hellraiser series. That's right, right, right. right. Yes. Um, in the early '90s, there were some uh, Terminator: The Enemy Within, a Dark Horse. Um, oh, that's right. That's and here's where I discovered him when he was doing the covers for Grendel Warchild. Oh, yeah. And uh, Wagner brought it back after, you know, from being at, what, Kamiko? Yeah, that's it. That's right, yes, Dark yes. Horse and was continuing the series. That's when I, that's when I discovered Grendel and oh, Isley's art. Yeah. I think that was before this, even. There is a book out of his art. It's called Biz, The Intense Art of Simon Bisley. Uh, it came out in 1997. Um, and then uh, an art of Simon Bisley Redux uh, that came out from that was published by the Heavy Metal Publishers, and uh, and this one's interesting from again Heavy Metal Magazine in 2007. Simon Bisley's illustrations from the Bible, a work in progress. <laughs> <laughs> interesting. Totally, and um, um, yeah, won a bunch of awards. Won uh, he won Best Artist. Uh, at the Eisners in 1992 for Judgment on Gotham. Um, was dom nominated for Best Cover Artist uh, for Judgment on, Goth on Gotham and his Doom Patrol covers, which were... Oh, they were really something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so lots of, uh, lots of nominations. Uh, in 2002, he was nominated for Best Artist Ever with the National Comics Award. <laughs> <laughs> I, Lovely. I, I think that's when you can only, you know, give away once. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of loses meaning after the third or fourth or fifth one, I think. Right. You're still the best artist ever. 
<laughs> Some of his album covers include a couple of Danzig albums, which makes sense. Shocker. Um, yeah, exactly. And The Blood of Gods by Guar. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Yeah, I don't um I don't see Taylor Swift listed as any of them. So <laughs> Oh god, that would be awesome. <laughs> Give her one big lobo arm. <laughs> I would buy that album. <laughs> yeah, so there we go. Oh hey, I got I got feedback, guys. Coolio. All right, so let's reach into the mail the the mailbag here and uh see what we got uh all right boom there we go all right i'm just making sure i didn't miss any earlier ones yeah we're good all right um uh from uh dan bowman um talking about <laughs> about our episode fishies in the f-r-i-d-g-e um, he says, in regard to everyone agreeing with Dox's decision uh, to not uh, share the truth of her mother's death with Lydia, while I understand the desire to shield her from harm, Paul made a great point that this is the kind of thing that was always going to come out eventually. It was never a secret how the senior Maller died, after all. Given that, wouldn't it have been better to gently break the news to her, perhaps via phase or strata? Because docs and gently breaking the news aren't notions that go hand in hand. So that she could take some time to come to terms with the notion, rather than waiting for someone to throw it angrily in her face uh, the way Stealth did. Totally agree. Um, speaking of which, did it seem out of character just a little for Stealth to attack Lydia like that? I know she's a, par uh, a passionate character, and Larissa's death is still pretty fresh for her, but it seems she'd at least go to Strata or Faze and ask why her friend's killer is just hanging around. Yeah, that um, that, that was definitely kind of uh, put out there as the quick thing, but I suppose that would have been the less conflicty way of telling, of, uh, of making yeah, it happen. Yeah, yeah. And again, not um, Real Dox's uh, forte. Yeah. You know, he's not one who's like, uh, yeah, let's make sure this all goes smoothly. <laughs> you know, I, because I, I, we want to save people's feelings. Yeah, no, he doesn't care about that. I would wonder yeah. if it was supposed to be that Docs had a plan about it. Some kind of manipulation. I know, shocker. But yeah. obviously that all would have gone in the toilet with uh, Ignea. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that's... <laughs> well, yeah, actually, that's a good point, right? Because we forget that he was uh, kind of... Uh, you know, his mind was not necessarily his own. Yeah. So that did, that doesn't help any. <laughs> Does not help him any, that's for sure. Anyway, so there we go. Folks, you too can have, can have your missives uh, read on the big show here. You can send them to us at legionofsubstitutepodcasters at gmail.com. Or you can uh, leave a comment on the episodes uh, on the website, which is legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. So there you go. All sorts of stuff. Wonderful. And on that note, we will see you all next W-E-E-K. L-A-T-E-R. V-I-S-Z-O-N-T-L-A-T-A. -T -T -A.
SRA. <laughs> that just seems like a string of letters. <laughs> <laughs> I think I just hit the keyboard, smash the keyboard. That's all. <laughs> exactly. Or he's got like a bunch of a bunch of dice with letters on it, and it's just let's see what let's see what I roll. Let's see where we come up. With. <laughs> Thank you.